The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. The Richmond and Henrico Health District started their emergency response to the COVID-19 pandemic nearly two years ago to the day. Since March 14, 2020, the health districts have held more than 240 COVID-19 testing events and vaccinated over 290,000 people. As for where we're going next, Dr. Melissa Veray from the local health district says there will still be challenges along the way. There's going to be more variants. There's going to be more outbreaks. But we have tools now that we didn't have before. And I think that helps us to figure out how to ride these waves that are coming down the pipeline for it to be less disruptive and be as safe as we can and still be with our families and our friends. Veray emphasized the importance of staying up to date on vaccinations as well as staying home and getting tested if you feel sick. A Richmond judge says VCU cannot be held liable for age-based discrimination, at least in the case of one doctoral student at Virginia Commonwealth University who sued the school. Whitney Evans has more. 50-year-old Nicole Fogelman was forced to withdraw from VCU after being accused of plagiarism. But Fogelman, a former student at the College of Health Professions, says the allegation by a professor was false and rooted in age discrimination. The Virginia Human Rights Act bars discrimination based on age, among other characteristics, but the judge found the ban doesn't apply to the Commonwealth or its agencies, which include public colleges and universities. The state is shielded from lawsuits in most cases, under the Sovereign Immunity Doctrine. Fogelman's complaint says in the case of Virginia's human rights law, the General Assembly clearly intended the law to apply to the Commonwealth and VCU. Lawyers for the state and the university noted sovereign immunity can be waived if the General Assembly makes a specific and explicit exception in the law. But in the case of the Virginia Human Rights Act, it did not. Whitney Evans, VPM News. A bill heading to the governor's desk will allow some smaller localities in Virginia to opt out of the Marcus Alert law. The Marcus Alert was named after Marcus David Peters, a black man who was shot and killed by Richmond police while experiencing a mental health crisis. In 2020, the General Assembly passed legislation that creates a system for localities to have mental health professionals join law enforcement when responding to mental and behavioral health emergencies. Eight News reports this year, Lawmakers approved a bill that lets about 89 localities, with populations less than 40,000 people, to opt out of the requirement. This week, the Department of Veterans Affairs recommended replacing the Hampton Medical Facility with two new centers. Paul Bebo from partner station WHRO has more. One of the new centers will be in or near Newport News, the other in the Norfolk vicinity. The facilities will split up health care services Hampton provides, with two exceptions. If the VA carries out the plan, all inpatient mental health services will be handled by the Norfolk Center. Also, veterans who need care for spinal cord injuries will have to travel to Richmond. The VA says it needs to make these changes because the Hampton Center is prone to flooding and difficult to reach. A federal commission will look at the recommendations and advise the president what to do 
next year. That was Paul Bebo reporting. The VA Review also recommends creating new community-based clinics in Mechanicsville, Petersburg, and Chesterfield to increase capacity for primary care and mental health services. The analysis was commissioned by legislation supported by U.S. Senator Mark Warner. Last week, an association sent a letter on behalf of all Virginia school superintendents that criticized recent changes made by the Yunkin administration. According to WJLA in Washington, D.C., the state's 133 superintendents were not aware of the letter before it was sent. It was written by the executive director of the Virginia Association of School Superintendents and was approved by a 12-member board. Governor Glenn Youngkin says he thinks the letter is, quote, a gross misrepresentation of what superintendents believe. The letter challenged a recently released report on what the administration considers divisive concepts and raised concerns about the removal of several equity-focused resources. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. There are so many issues playing out in RVA. I mean, pretty much anyone will tell you. There's definitely a lot of poverty. Finding affordable housing. Traffic, public transportation. Climate change and heat islands. Trying to find childcare in Richmond area. I'm Rich Marr, host of a new VPM podcast called RVA's Got Issues. Listen to the podcast starting May 22nd. Do you have issues with RVA? Haven't found out yet. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> 